Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Tuesday, the 26th of September, and my name is Helen Freer. European equity markets struggled yesterday, but the major US markets ended the day in the green. On today's show, I'll be talking about this and all the latest market news with John T. Warris. And I'm also joined this morning by Manuel Villegas, and I'll be asking him for the latest on digital assets. But let's start with the market news. Good morning, John T. Good morning, Helen. Well, European equities had a pretty frightful day yesterday with a sell-off, particularly in luxury stocks. And it would seem that September's reputation as one of the worst months for stocks is really being cemented this year. Well, that's right. You said it, Helen. In a rather lackluster trading session, European shares closed at their weakest level yesterday in over a month as worries about interest rates staying higher for longer and a slowing Chinese economy continued to haunt markets. And it seems that investors are still digesting and contending with last week's onslaught of central bank decisions, where we saw the Fed strike a decidedly hawkish tone, the ECB signalling a pause to come in October, and uh, Britain, Switzerland and Japan were all surprisingly dovish. Now, specifically in the case of the ECB, Perhaps as a reminder for our listeners, the ECB last week raised their interest rates to a record high of 4%. Yesterday, ECB President Christine Lagarde said that she believed that the central bank's high deposit rate could help cut inflation to her target of 2%. And she essentially repeated the bank's pretty vague guidance that neither promises nor rules out any further rate hikes. Uh, So following her remarks, we saw longer-dated Eurozone bond yields rise, with Germany's 10-year yield hitting its highest level since 2011. Okay, so sounds like a challenging backdrop for investors, really. How did European equity markets cope with this rhetoric from the ECB chief? Well, not so well, really. The pan-European stock 600 slid by 0.6%, down for a third consecutive session. Travel and leisure and personal and household goods indices fell each more than 2% to lead declines in those sectors. And losses in luxury stocks with exposure to China in particular were considerable with LVMH falling 2.6% and Caring shedding a hefty 4.5% yesterday. Uh, Germany's DAX index closed down 1% with the latest data out of the country, that was the IFO business climate data released yesterday, showing that German business morale deteriorated in September, falling for a fifth month in a row. And in fact, German shares are the worst regional performers so far this quarter, having lost over 4.5% in value compared to the 2.5% fall in the broader European stock 600. Mining companies declined 0.8% yesterday as metal prices weakened on higher inventories and fears of a higher for longer global interest rate regime. Okay, so things sound very challenging for European markets at the moment. Uh, But let's talk about the US now, where markets had a more positive day, right? That's right. Yes, all three major US indices closed higher yesterday, managing to snap their four-day losing streaks. And we saw stocks broadly shrug off moves in the bond market. The S&P 500 gained 0.4% on the day, and the Nasdaq fed even better, nudging 0.5% higher. Investors are closely following developments on a budget resolution in Washington. Uh, Moody's Investor Service warned yesterday that a government shutdown would be credit negative for the country, meaning that a shutdown would reflect poorly on America's credit rating. The 10-year Treasury yield climbed by 10 basis points to 4.54 and has since nudged slightly higher to 4.55 when I checked a moment ago. And this is its highest level since 2007 when it hit 4.57. 
Okay, and briefly on to Asia now, where equity markets seem to be struggling today. I saw we had some data out of Japan. Can you fill us in there? Yes, sure. Perhaps let's start with the ongoing woes in China first, where a gauge of Chinese property developers dropped in trading today after slumping by the most in nine months yesterday, amid fresh signs of turmoil for the sector. And this is compounding concerns that global growth will stall as the economic engine of the world's second largest economy sputters. And yes, you mentioned it before, this morning we saw PPI data out in Japan, which shows that its service producer price index climbed 2.1% year-on-year in August, which marks its fastest rate of increase in a year. The reading was higher than July's reading of 1.7%, and it's the third straight month that wholesale inflation in the sector has accelerated. Japanese equities are trading lower on the news, with the Nikkei down by around 0.9%. And despite the promising rally we saw on Wall Street yesterday, Equity benchmarks across the region are lower today, with the Korean KOSPI down by around 1.2%, reaching a new six-month low, and Australian, Hong Kong and mainland Chinese indices all being dragged lower too. Great, thanks Jonti. And just lastly, what about the day ahead? What can we expect? Well, today the Hungarian Central Bank will make its latest rate announcement this afternoon, where expectations are for the bank to align its one-day deposit rate with the policy rate at 13%. Hungary has the highest key interest rate in the European Union at the moment, following a particularly aggressive tightening cycle as policymakers there try to combat the country's longest recession since at least 1995. And data prints due later today include the latest US new home sales numbers and US consumer board consumer confidence data. And the ECB's Philip Lane is due to speak on monetary policy later today, so that's something traders will also be watching closely. Earnings throughout today include those from UK merchant banking group Close Brothers and engineering firm Smith's Group. And a quick look at the futures board currently shows US equities set for a negative open later today with the screens showing a sea of red. And that's it from me for today, Helen. Very good. Thank you very much, John T, for the summary this morning. Thank you for having me. Now, let's move on to you, Manuel. Good morning. Good morning, Helen. So, Crypto markets have been fairly stable lately. What's the latest news with regards to the Bitcoin spot ETF that we've talked about before? Yes, crypto markets have been quite muted lately. Prices have remained relatively unchanged in the past couple of weeks. And with October just around the corner, we will see the next series of deadlines for the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission on the U.S. listed, physically backed Bitcoin ETF site. The importance is not that the deadlines are due in a couple of weeks, but rather that the SEC has very few options in hand, with the path of least resistance being an approval. Grayscale's recent win marked the hiatus for the crypto industry, and the commission must either approve, ask for a revision with a new panel of judges, or escalate the filing to the Supreme Court of the United States before the 13th of October. So this is a hard deadline from the U.S. Court of Appeals. And the SEC cannot push this one around as they have been pushing the regular filing deadlines, which also take place after the second week of October. Front-running a potentially positive decision from the SEC, Franklin Templeton, a multi-trillion dollar asset manager, filed for another very similar Bitcoin spot ETF to run with the Chicago Board Options Exchange, whilst using Coinbase as the licensed custodian. 
There is much speculation in the crypto market as of now, as the SEC is in a very complicated situation because the reasons for the appeal still stand. Spot and futures markets for Bitcoin move in lockstep with an almost perfect correlation. It is true that the SEC has another option in hand before the 13th of October, which would essentially be delisting futures-based ETFs, although this would be highly costly and unlikely. As just a couple of months ago, they approved a two-times leveraged futures-based Bitcoin ETF. This would be one of the few ways to bypass the fact that the futures and spot markets are almost perfectly correlated. Custody could also take a hit as the SEC could start targeting the licensed and registered custodians, allegedly stating that they must revise the provision of institutional-grade custody for Bitcoins, another highly unlikely and costly route. Okay, so overall then, what should investors expect in the short term? Exactly. So all in all, the Commission is running out of options and the final decision is looming large. The deployment of a spot product would not be immediate, but the likelihood of a launch of Bitcoin spot ETFs is continuously increasing in our view. That said, regulation will likely remain a source of uncertainty and volatility, while macroeconomic headwinds are more likely to fade than intensify, despite the renewed fears of U.S. interest rate increases. We see the U.S. Federal Reserve very close to the end of the current interest rate hiking cycle, which is at least limiting the downside for cryptos from current levels. That's that from my end. Great. Thanks very much, Manuel. Good to have you back on the podcast this morning. Thank you. And that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you'd like to listen on. We would really love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when Bernadette will be your host and she'll be speaking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Bear experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.